Well, I'm um, talking about love today. The love of God that's been shed abroad in our hearts. Father, God's love in us. God's love in us. Do you know that's the most, I shouldn't say the most important thing, but it's so prevalent in our lives as a Christian. Amen? To walk in love. To walk in love. So we're going to talk about that. I just want to give you a little a little bit of background, you know, uh, you probably know most of these scripture verses. Genesis 126, we've been created in in our image, in his image, we've been created. And so um, 1 Thessalonians talks about being a three-part being. We are a spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body. So we're a three-part being, amen? And um, I just, I just want to... Go over a few of those things, and when so when you accept Jesus as Lord, let's go to Romans ten nine and ten. That everybody everybody um, has probably heard this scripture verse, and I've shared it before. But Romans ten nine and ten is is the one that I got before me that you know I needed to have some kind of a. I didn't know how to lead people to the Lord. And it was starting to bug me that I didn't know how to lead people to the Lord. So the, so this scripture verse was one that years ago, of course, that was shown to me. And I thought, that's perfect. It's a blueprint to know how to lead people to the Lord. And I know you probably, a lot of you have this scripture verse memorized. If you don't, I would consider memorizing it because it's more than just getting born again. It's confessing with your mouth because you believe in your heart. And then what you've confessed comes to pass as long as it's in line with his word. Amen. So it's more than just getting born again. It's, it's, it's a one that you use to bring his manifestation into your life, believing in your heart and confessing with your mouth. You believe in your heart that by Jesus' stripes you were healed. You confess it with your mouth and it brings it into manifestation. Amen? Amen. So you believe that Jesus is Lord, you confess that with your mouth, and you are saved. You are born again. You are delivered from evil. You are set free. Everything you have need of is met in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Everything you have need of is met right there. Okay? So, so, um, 2 Corinthians then 5.17. I don't think we read that scripture verse, but it's, I'm, I want to get through this here. Second Corinthians 5.17 then says, Therefore, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old things pass away. Behold, new things have come. The new things that have come is what we need to find out about. If we don't know about the new things that have come, how can we believe God for change in our lives? How can we believe God for some in prayer for someone else if we don't know the new things that have come? Amen? So, so... Therefore, if any man is in Christ, you get in Christ by accepting Jesus as Lord, being born again. That's how you move into an in Christ position. I'm sure Isaac covered some of that when I was gone. I heard it was really good. So uh, the in Christ position is so important. It's it's an important um, factor to know in order to walk out um, the gifts of the Spirit, anything that you are in believing God for, whether it's healing, gifts of spirits, you have to know who you are in Christ and what you have been given. Does that make sense? Okay, so if you're a new creature in Christ Jesus, old things have passed away. Behold, new things have come. So the old things that have passed away is the old sin nature. 
the old sin nature. That's not who you are anymore. You're a new creature in Christ Jesus. New things have come. New things have come. You're not that old sin nature, and so you don't think that way. But we still do, don't we? We still think that way, and we shouldn't be thinking that way. We shouldn't be thinking that way. That thinking wrong or thinking like the world is going to do, isn't going to do anything more but just take you into a place of bondage or into a place of fear or into a place of uh, uh, sickness and disease. Because if you're thinking like the world thinks, you're going to be saying it out of your mouth. Amen? Okay, so we're a new creature in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away. New things have come. Amen? Oh, let's go to Romans 12 then. And this is just a good little series um, that I had, I wanted to have under my, um, I thought would be good for today. For Anyway, so this is good. Get it down in your Bible and then you'll have it too. <laughs> Amen. Romans 12, 2. So, so because we're still walking in this, our flesh is still wanting to run and control us. What do we have to do? What do we have to do? Romans 12, 2. Romans 12, 2 says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. So when we renew our mind, we're actually going to walk in the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We're going to demonstrate that. So it is a calling card to people that see us. They're going to see something is different about us. The joy of the Lord is always prevalent on our face. Remember a couple weeks ago I said, Dick always used to say, are you happy? (laughs) And I go, yeah. Well, Well, let your face know it. You know, have you let your face know it lately that you're happy? The joy of the Lord is your strength. You know, that that smile on your face is a calling card to people, whether you know it or not. It is a calling card. There's something different. Why are they so happy? Don't you know this is a doom and gloom world that we're in? Huh? I mean, everything's, nothing's going right. Aha. I'm, it is going right. God's on the move. God's on the move in this nation. Amen. God is on the move. Amen. He is on the move. And I'm so excited about that. Amen. Anyway, uh, back to the message, not to be conformed to this world. Okay. We're not to be conformed to this world, but transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what the will of God is. So when we renew our mind, what it does is it agrees. It gets in agreement with what has already happened in our spirit man, in our inner man. Okay. We renew our mind so that we'll get in agreement with our inner man. And then our spirit man leads our, our flesh does not, you know, we don't want the flesh leading. Amen. We don't ever want the flesh to lead. Amen. Okay. So then, we're gonna we're gonna move into that. That's we're gonna move into that um, area of love. Let's go to Matthew and the, and the commandments that we've been given. Matthew twenty two, thirty seven. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and foremost commandment. And thirty nine. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. So um, you shall love the Lord your God. So those are the only those are the only two commandments that we've been given that we need to follow. Amen? Those are the only things that we need to follow. We don't have to do anything else except love the Lord our God with all our 
heart or soul or mind nor strength and love your neighbor as yourself. And I've said this before, if you're not able to love your neighbor, you're, you're not loving yourself. You're not loving yourself if you're not able to love your neighbor. And, and um, a lot of times when I ministered to people, I just ministered to somebody the other day, um, and they're not, they're not in here this morning. So they had a hard time saying, I, I am worthy, I love me, I accept me. And, and I minister that a lot because people have been broken, have been beat down, have been shattered by uh, trauma situations or just by uh, terrible rejection or whatever. And so I have them re- accept themselves. I have them love themselves. I have them confess that God loves them. Amen? It, it's, 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 um, there is a lot of that around, you know, and... and when their soul, when there's been a shattering that's taken place in that area, a lot of times demonic influences will work off of that. That's why you see people with multiple personalities, because there's different demonic influences walking off, working off of a different piece of the shattered part. Does that make sense? And so, so a lot of times um, when you minister to them, you just you, you run into that. I'm not saying you do that every time. But I see it in different situations. So you get them to accept themselves. I love me. God loves me. And so that, that brings the healing and a restoration as well as ministering healing to them. So it's really important that people have an understanding that God loves them and, and they are loved by God. And, and they need to know that they're worthy. They're somebody special. Amen? Amen. And so... The result from that, um, as you minister to people like that, it, it can be different each time. Sometimes I, I work with people that can hardly, eh, that's about all the further they can get that out. So I have to work with them to get them to say that. They don't have any concept of how much God loves them, you know? And I'm no kidding. They, they, <laughs> they maybe can't even hardly say it. I love I mean, they just, so I just keep working with them. Um, uh, so it's just, just, it's just a place where people need restoration and healing and deliverance. Okay, so um, those are our commandments, that we're to love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, strength, and mind, and we're to love our neighbor as ourself. So if you're having trouble loving somebody, then you're having trouble loving yourself. I, I would have to say that, right? <laughs> Amen. Okay, so... Let's look at um, John 13. John 13. 13.34. Again, reiterating the same thing. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, even as I have loved you, that you also love one another. Verse 35. By this all men will know that you are my disciples, if you love if you have love for one another. And see the calling card in that? If people see you walking in love, they know that you belong to God the Father. You are his disciples. And they, they experience that. They experience that love or they see you in a situation. You know, I've told you this story before, and it's probably the best one. It's not that there isn't an opportunity to walk in love all the time. There is always an opportunity to walk in love. Amen? Always. There's always an opportunity to do that. And um, people want to 
you know, one, one situation I've been mentioning lately was uh, years ago, there was a pastor here in Marshalltown that was arrested in Des Moines for cross-dressing. And um, uh, the rumors started going around that it was my husband. And so I had, Dick and I talked about it, so it was my job <laughs> to confront where the rumor was coming from. <laughs> anyway, um, and see, there's nothing wrong with com- confrontation. There's nothing wrong. You can do it in love. The Word says that, to do it in love. So I, I confronted um, the person, the lady it was coming from, and she said it was her husband. So... So anyway, it did stop after that. But you know, you have to you have to walk in love, and you can't take into account a wrong suffered. I couldn't get upset because that was happening. Same with the lady at Fisher's that wanted to hit me because I was uh, <laughs> I was just doing my job. You know how that happens sometimes. Anyway, and I w- thought I was doing just fine, but she didn't like it, and she didn't understand that that was my job. But anyway. Um, um, I just still stayed in a humble position and told her, hey, I'm sorry, I'm just, I just, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is my job. And she understood that then, and so we've been good friends ever since that. But it took me walking in love with her. It took me um, putting myself in a humble position with her so that she could see God's love flowing through me. Amen? Amen? I don't have to, I don't have to be the number one person on the you know, God's, it's God's job to get me where I need to be, you know. It's God's job. You know, there was another situation. I was in a church with um, a, a woman that um, was flowing in the gifts of spirit, so I understood. You know, she would just be able to see pictures, like watching a TV. And I'd get a word, and I'd have... <laughs> I wasn't really, And you know what? I wanted to be jealous of her. Have you ever ever experienced that? I wanted to be jealous of her. What good was that going to do me? That wasn't going to do me any good to get jealous of her. All that would do is shut me down so I couldn't be a light for him. It was just going to stop the gifts of the Spirit really flowing through me. So what I did was I just said, okay, Lord, it's your job. I'm going to yield to you and you help me if you've got more for me to learn. Or if there's something I'm not doing right with the gifts of the Spirit, then I just ask you to help me with that. And I, I lose love, and I just walked in love with that person. You know, well, eventually it did kind of work itself out. I, I didn't know she had come out of a Unitarian church, and that's one of the main things they do in the Unitarian church. Anyway, that's a long story. So, so, so see some of the things we can choose. We can choose whether we're going to walk in love or whether we're going to walk in strife or division or discord or whatever, we can choose those areas. Is God is God and Jesus Lord of your life? Is God Lord of your life? Jesus Lord? If he is, you're going to trust him to take care of you. You're going to trust him to do that. You're not going to have to try to fix it yourself. You're not going to have to try to get your own promotion, unless the Lord instructs you to go talk to your boss boss about this or boss about that. You, you don't have to. You don't have to be in the world. You don't have to walk in fear, and you don't have to walk in cares and anxieties and all that. You don't have to do that. God is God, and he's in charge of you, and he's either your father or he's not. Amen? 
Okay, so Romans 5. Let's go to Romans, please. See, the love of God has been shed abroad in our heart. So we have the love. We're going to read that here. We have the love already resident within us. Amazing, isn't it? (laughs) That we have love resident within us. Okay, Romans 5, 5. And hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. For while we were yet still helpless, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. For one will hardly die for a righteous man, though perhaps for the God, for the good man, someone would dare to even die. Talk about an example of love was Jesus hanging on the cross. That was an example of love. Amen? Amen. And it was probably, I mean, he, 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 you know, didn't want to do it, but he became obedient and he humbled himself and let go of his glory to come down and, and die on the cross for us. And, and then hanging on the cross and all the pain that he was in, he says, Father, forgive them. Father, forgive them. He was still able to say, Father, forgive them. Isn't that amazing? Love would do that. You'd think you'd be screaming out in pain. How many of you would be <laughs> screaming out in pain? Huh? Or, or whatever else that the guys that nailed the, the nails in your hand. Anyway. Yeah. 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 So, so that's a good example of his love in us. Amen. And, and we have to, we need to really work towards that. Love is a dominant force in our life. There's the divine love, and then there's human love. And human love is all for me, myself, and I. Divine love is, is God's love in you, working through you, to bring a, a change and a difference. So it's the divine love we're after. I mean, you know, be quick to say, hey, I'm sorry. Be quick to forgive. Amen? Be quick to say you're sorry. Be quick to walk in love. Married, married couples... Don't let stuff stockpile. You know what I mean? Don't let it stockpile in your life. Don't stuff it. You get hurt at school, you young people. Don't stuff it. Forgive that person. And if you need to go to him and say something, do that. But be quick to quick to say, hey, I'm sorry. I, that was I answered you too short. I'm sorry about that. Be quick to do that. Quick to do that. Quick to say sorry. And, and don't like that stuff. And don't keep bringing stuff up from the past that's already been forgiven. Don't do that either. You know, because stuff that's already been forgiven, God doesn't even remember it. If you've asked God to forgive you, and you've repented, and you've done that as a, a husband and wife or as a child, then let go of it. You don't need to bring it up to your husband again. You don't need to bring it up to your wife again. Well, you did this and this and this. Either God forgot it or he didn't. So if God's forgotten it, then you forget it too. You don't don't keep bringing it up. It's just all, it's just regurgit, regurgitated dead meat. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Yuck, huh? Well, think about that every time you do that. Don't do not do it anymore, amen? So, Romans 5, 5, the love of God has been shed abroad in your heart. The love of God, all of the love that you need to walk out this life has already been shed abroad in your heart. It's already been shed abroad. You have all the love you need. You don't have to run a, a, a 5K or 
25 or whatever they do. You don't have to run that. You don't have to climb a huge mountain to prove that, that you have the love of God in you. You just have to yield to it. Do you know how to yield to it? Do you know how to yield to love? See, the love of God has been shed abroad in your inner man. It's your flesh that wants to fight you. Peace, although all the fruit of the Spirit are already resonant with you. And you remember, Second Peter says, everything we've been given, everything that pertains to life and godliness, all of it is resident within you, in your new creation. That's the new things that have come. So we can either yield to them or not. We can either yield to peace or we can be in care and anxiety. We can yield to love or we can be in strife. Which is much more profitable to you, to yield to love or to yield to strife? Love, yeah, you know, yielding to strife or jealousy or any of those things opens the door for sickness and disease. It does. Anxiety, all of that opens the door for sickness and disease. You have to stay in love. Sometimes it's a hard place to be. But see, you know what? Corinthians says love never fails. Love never fails. Amen? Love never fails. Okay. Um, so, so God demonstrated his love to us by the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. So God so loved the world. God so loved you. God so loved you that he sent his only son to die on the cross for you so that you could live forever. And, and not only live forever in heaven, but live forever right here with in victory, walking in victory. Amen? Amen. That's We can have peace all the time. We can have joy all the time. We can walk in love all the time. We can have victory all the time. All the time, victory. All the time. All the time. Amen. So God demonstrated it to us. Then he not only demonstrated it, but he gave it, gave it to us. It's shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost. Shed abroad. Amen. It's given to us so we, we can use that. Let's go to First John, please. First John 3. Okay, 14, verse 14, please. First John 3, 14. I mean, you can read all of these chapters. There's a talks a lot in there about love. Um, but we're, I'm going to hit a few points here, and then we'll go on to chapter 4. Um, okay, we'll start with 13. Do not marvel, brethren, if the world hates you. You're not surprised at that, are you? <laughs> You're not surprised if the world hates you? Remember, we're dealing with the world and then we're dealing with God. It's always at war. Verse 14, we know that we have passed out of death into life because we love the brethren. He who does not love abides in death. Isn't that amazing? If you don't walk in love, you're abiding in death. Verse 15, everyone who hates his brother is a murderer. Now, brother there is brother in, in the Lord, your brother you two are brothers. <laughs> anyway, everyone who hates his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. We know love by this, that he, Jesus, laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. You know, sometimes, you know, we, you know, like the lady that I worked with at Fisher's, because 
I walked in love in a place of humility with her. She she was able then to come, and, and um, I was able to talk to her about the Lord and pray with her. In those areas, that becomes a calling card to people when we do that. Amen? First John 4 now is probably probably full of talking about the nature of God. And the nature of God is love. Nature of God is love. We'll start with uh, verse 7. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God, has a relationship with God. I had a small print there. If you are, if you, let's just read that. And Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God or has a relationship with God. So if you're walking in love, then you know you have a relationship with God and, and you, you love God. Verse 8, the one who does not love does not know God, for God is love. So if you're not able to love somebody, start looking at your, what can I do about that? You know, because it's really important. And, and you can see that in God's word. If you hate your brethren, then you're a murderer. So you really need to do that. And your your words, when you're speaking your words out, they should they should be love-filled words. They should be words of acceptance. And if you... Years ago, I learned this, you know, um, I would always find something good to say about somebody and not, you know, um, not go and talk about them behind their back. You know, I tried to find something good to say about somebody. Again, when I was working at Fisher's, some of the ladies I was around, they would find things wrong, especially if there was a new girl. They were always talking the new girl down. So you know who became my friend? The new girl <laughs> became my friend. You know, because I was going to walk in love with the, with that new girl. And I wasn't going to let all of the backbiting, the back talking. It, it was, it was, she was going to have somebody that loved her, work with her. Amen. And so, so there's lots of ways, and I'm sure you're seeing some as we talk here, you know, um, some of the ways that we can be walking in love with people that maybe we aren't, you know. Amen. Okay. So verse, um, Verse 8 then, so the, the one who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Verse 9, by this the love of God was manifested in us, that God has sent his only begotten Son into the world so that we might live through him. Amen? And then verse 10, in this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. So in in... This is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Verse 11. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Okay. Um, I talked about the human love and Jesus being the manifestation. Let's look at, let's look at Acts 7, please. This is another good example. Acts 7. Uh, verse 51, verse 51, you men who are stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart, now this is uh, uh, Stephen, Stephen, that's two in the talking here, you men who are stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears are always resisting the Holy Spirit. You are doing just as your fathers did. Which one of the prophets did your fathers not persecute? And they killed those who had previously announced the coming of the righteous one whose betrayers and murderers you have now become. I mean, how would you, they were calling them betrayers and murderers. I mean, uh, Stephen 
I'm going to say Stephen because that's how I've always thought, was, was just really talking real straight to them. And there's, see, there's nothing wrong with them. They were with that. They were in air. They were missing it. And the truth, you know, we, we can speak the truth in love, you know. It's okay to do that when somebody's missing it. You who, verse 53, you who received the law as ordained by angels and yet did not keep it. Hmm. Still being real straight. Verse 54, now when they heard this, they were cut to the quick. And they began gnashing their teeth at him. <laughs> but being full of the Holy Spirit, he gazed intently into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And he said, Behold, I see the heavens opened up and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. But they cried out with a loud voice and covered their ears. And they rushed upon him with one impulse. And when they had driven him out of the city, they began stoning him. And the witnesses laid aside their robes at the feet of a young man named Saul. And they went on stoning Stephen as he called upon the Lord and said, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Verse 60, and falling on his knees, he cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. And having said this, he fell asleep, or he died, basically. Isn't that amazing, the love that he was exhibiting at that point in time when they were stoning him? He was standing in the gap on their behalf saying, don't hold this to their charge. Forgive them. The love that was demonstrated. Now, you can take a situation, maybe you're dealing with something right now. Can, can you demonstrate, can you walk that way with that person? Are you able to walk that way? Are you able to forgive them? Are you able to walk in love with them? Not harbor any bitterness or resentment? The bitterness and resentment then can become a root. It, it becomes a root of bitterness, and it, it just kind of tags along with you in every area you go to do. And so you don't want to have those things in your lives. Amen? Okay, verse 11, I think I did read, but... Back in First John, I am now. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Um, let me see. First, first Peter here, 122. You can turn there if you want to. But I, I, I had a lot of scripture verses that come to me as I was reading just this chapter, how it all connects. It all works together. First Peter 122. Since you have in obedience, since you have in obedience to the truth, purified your souls for a sincere love of the brethren, brethren, fervently love one another from the heart. That's why I put that. Fervently love one another from the heart. It's a heart love that you express. It's a heart love. Your flesh isn't going to want to do it, you know? Your flesh isn't want isn't going to want to go up and say, can I help you with something when you're upset with them? Your flesh isn't going to want to do that. Your, your flesh isn't going to want to forgive them. But because the love of God is on the inside of you, the love of God is going to prompt you to forgive. The love of God is going to rise up on the inside of you and come up with something you can do to bless them. Remember, we're supposed to pray for those who um, uh, are, do, do, yeah, do wrong and, and bless those. We're supposed to bless them. We're supposed to pray for them. And we're supposed to walk in love with them. Amen? So see that... Love never, love never fails. Okay, we better keep going here. Okay, so 12. No one has beheld God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. Again, the love of God abiding in us. When we yield to love, it causes us to become perfected in love. You see that? 
When we yield to love, it causes us to become perfected in love. If we yield to the flesh, we're never gonna, we're never gonna become perfected in love. Does that make sense? You got that? If we yield to the flesh, and we do what the flesh wants us to do in each situation, love then has to have taken a back seat. But if you yield to love, it's gonna push the flesh back. It's gonna push the flesh aside so the flesh doesn't have a dominating effect then. Got it? The more you, more you yield to love and not to the flesh, the more strength is going to come, the more uh, love is going to flow, the more ability to be like him is going to rise up on the inside of you. And the flesh will take a back seat. I mean, that's one thing you can do. I, I mean, you always hear me saying, praying in the, praying in your prayer language and, you know, reading your word and worshiping, all those things cause the flesh to take a back seat. But, in, but well, along with it, you have to start walking it out. You have to start walking it out. You have to start walking, making a choice to walk in love, making a choice to walk in love in the situation and not walking in your flesh because your flesh may want to go over there and pop them in the nose. Well, you know, (laughs) is that going to get them closer to God? Okay. All right. Okay. Verse 12. No one has beheld God any time if we love one another. God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us of his spirit. Verse 14, and we have beheld and bear witness that the father has sent the son to be the savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the son of God, God abides in him and he in God. Okay. And verse 16, and we have come to know and have believed the love. Again, we have come to know and we have to believe the love which God has for us. God is love and the one who abides in love abides in God and God abides in him. Verse um, 17, by this love is perfected. See that again, how love is perfected because we abide in him and he's in us. And if he's abiding in, in us and we make that choice to walk in love with him, walk in love, what he says to do, then we're going to be putting to death the flesh that wants to rise up. Amen? By this, love is perfected with us, that we may have confidence in the day of judgment, because as he is, so also are we in the world. Okay, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves punishment, and the one who fears is not perfected in love. You know, fear is the the base of everything. It was the first thing that popped up when Adam sinned. If you look at each situation or each demonic influence, it's all fear-based. Control is fear is fear-based. Jealousy is fear-based. All of those things is fear-based. So we we can deal when we let love dominate us and not fear. I mean, we can walk in a powerful church. Amen. Amen. We love because He first loved us. That's the reason we love. Verse 20, if someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For the one who does not love his brother whom he has seen and cannot love God whom you haven't seen. Amen? And this commandment we have from him, that the one who loves God should love his brother also. Amen? Whoever believes, and I'm in, in 1 John 5, believes that Jesus is Christ is born of God and whoever loves the Father loves the child born of him. Amen. And so I, I, um, um, 
I meant most of these points I had underneath a lot of these scripture verses, but we have talked about that. You know, be, be quick to forgive and repent. Um, walking in love keeps us in a place of health and healing. And then let's go to 1 Corinthians, please, and we'll, we'll wind this up. And I've taught on 1 Corinthians before. Um, I, I am going to read it out of the Amplified, I think. I, Remember when we did uh, the love chapter before and I amplified the amplified? I, and, so, and remember what I told you then, that I would take the amplified or I would take the love section of the Bible whenever I was in a situation with my husband. Let's just... <laughs> Who, me? Yes. Anyway, <laughs> I would read that love chapter, not looking at what he did wrong, I would read the love chapter to see what I was doing wrong. You see what I mean? And so, so, so much of the time I would get to the place of love doesn't take into account a wrong suffered. And the Lord would deal with me on that. Are you taking into account a wrong suffered? I mean, not you, but me. He would talk to me about that. And so, we have to not take into account a wrong suffered. So what all I'm saying is when you go through the take the love chapter, and I would encourage you to read it every morning. So it's fresh and you think it's before you so you can walk out the day in love. Um, this is amplified, remember. Love endures long. And you can take this and look at your situation. Where am I not walking in love? Where am I not walking in love? Love endures long and is patient and kind. Well, if you weren't kind with that person, then you weren't walking in love. So do you need to go repent? Do you need to ask him to forgive you? The Lord will lead you in what you need to do. Love endures long and is patient and kind. Love never is envious nor boils over with jealousy. It is not boastful or vainglorious, does not display itself haughtily. It is not conceited, arrogant, and inflated with pride. It is not rude, unmannerly and does not act unbecomingly. Love, God's love in us, does not insist on its own rights or its own way, for it is not self-seeking. It is not touchy or fretful or resentful. It takes no account of the evil done to it, pays no attention to a suffered wrong. It does not, verse 6, it does not rejoice at injustice and unrighteousness, but rejoices when right and truth prevail. So that's a good one to look at what's going on with our nation. <laughs> you really want to, you really want to, yeah, get them, God, get them. No, love would pray for them to be born again and saved and heading to heaven. Amen? That's what love would do. Verse 7, love bears up under anything and everything that comes, is ever ready to believe the best of every person. If you're believing the best of every person, then that's going to come out of your mouth. Right? Yeah. I would always find something, like I started to say a little bit ago, I would always find something positive that I could say to that person. Amen? Or about that person. The best of every person. It hopes. It's, it's hopes. Love's hopes are fadeless under all circumstances, and it endures everything without weakening. Love never fails, never fades out, or become, um, becomes obsolete, or comes to an end. Love never ends. Love never ends. You know, faith worketh by love. So if you're gonna if you're gonna believe God, have faith in a situation, you better be in love. Right? 
Yeah. Faith works by love. Well, I hope you all learned something about love and the importance of walking in love. And and like I said, you can you can speak the truth. It says speak the truth in love to people. But you have you, you have a demeanor of hey, I don't know it all right. I I don't got it all right, but here's what I know. Can I help you with this? You know, have a a, a submissive um a spirit about you. But there's nothing wrong with sharing the truth in love with people. Amen? Amen. Remember the gifts of the Spirit flow on your love. So the more love you're walking in, the more uh, the gifts of the Spirit are going to flow through you. The more God can trust you to be used. You're not uh, self-seeking in your what you're doing. And... Um, yeah, if you walk in love, you'll never you'll never fail. If you walk in love, you'll never fail. Amen. Amen. Okay, Father God, we just want to thank you for this day. This is the day that you have made. Let's say this together, Father. I know you sent Jesus because you love me so much, and I love me, and I I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And the, and the love of God has been shed abroad in my heart. And I choose to walk in love, to serve you, to live for you, to be an example of your love in my life. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Father, we just thank you for your word. That brings encouragement, brings hope, brings change. We want to give you praise and glory. And we thank you, Father, for it. We thank you, Father, for what you're doing in each life. In Jesus' name. That, Father, the love that you've shed abroad in our hearts. Father, we yield to that love to manifest in each moment of every day. In Jesus' name. Amen.